Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. So we so easily get discouraged when we start something, we decide to do it, we commit, and then we start taking action. And then those initial phases are so exciting and we're so enthusiastic about what we're doing. But then we find a week down the line, a month down the line, six months, a year down the line, we're not as excited to do those monotonous little tasks. So today's discussion, I think, is is one that I would have liked to have heard earlier in my career and in my life that there is this thing called the lag between taking action and getting results. So I'm so excited to be talking to you about this, seeing that it is something that um, maybe if I have known about this sooner in, in my life, I would have stuck to maybe a lot of things and not just gave it up as, oh, well, you know, this isn't for me or let's just leave that to the professionals. So I'm uh, glad to have Kerry back today. Kerry, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Very happy to be here with you. Good. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, so this is a, such a great topic. Maybe we can just decide, start this this session today with what exactly do we mean by this lag between action and results? And I think it's quite self-explanatory. But I think in my mind, when I was growing up, I used to think that you had to do something once. And then if you're not good at it, then you should just leave it to the professionals. And I think looking at maybe role models that I had at that point also didn't really make that distinction between doing something once and doing it repeatedly and getting good at it. So maybe you can share some of your ideas or thoughts or maybe your past experiences with this topic of today. I can relate so strongly uh, with what you're saying. And I think it's, it's, it sounds so simple, but in its practicality, it is, it is kind of profound in a way. How often when, just as you've said, we, we think, once we set out to do something, somehow we d- we don't know and we didn't maybe understand what it was going to take to get there. And so quite often, even like you said, try it once or twice, but sometimes even if we've tried for several years and are still not where we want to be, we, we don't think of that that is normal or even okay we think that something is obviously not right and to be honest I wouldn't I wouldn't have ever tried something probably more than twice and realized oh yeah obviously I'm not meant to do this or this isn't my area of of expertise or what have you or I'm not naturally inclined towards it and so I probably should just let it go and so I think this is a, it's a really profound concept that, as you said, I kind of wish I would have known sooner, but here we are today and we want to for sure be able to share it with our listeners and, and to hopefully impact their lives in a way that the way it's helped us. 
Yes, and I think we do this in, in so many areas of our life. Because if I think about just taking your physical body as an example, that we can't have one nutritious meal and think that's going to keep us healthy forever or go and have one workout or run a 5k and then all of a sudden think, okay, well, in a month's time, I can run a 10k or a 42k or whatever the, the, whatever the case is. We need to do things consistently and we need to like master them over time. And I think that's exactly what mastery is, is that those hours that we put towards something, but it's also the doing of it. So the first time we do something is not necessarily going to be amazing, but by the 10th time, it, I guarantee it's going to be better. Maybe by the hundredth time, it's going to be so much better than maybe the first time. So in my own life, it's it's almost like in some areas, I can spend a lot of time doing and failing, but then other areas is where I would have to check in with myself more often and sort of tell myself that, okay, that you're full of doubt today, or you're not sure, or you're insecure, you have fears. That's normal. It's part of the process. And that's the difficult time when we need to keep moving forward. So it's so interesting to me that in, in areas that I'm confident and, and I mean, now I'm saying I'm confident in it, but it's surely, and, and it's purely because of the fact that I've done it so many times that I know this is the process. If I, for instance, enter a race, I know it's going to take, let's say 12 months or 18 months to prepare for it. And I, I, I don't expect myself to be at the finish line in six months time. I know that it's going to take me 12 or 18 months to get there. But if I bring it back to in areas that I am still fairly new in that area, I find that when I get discouraged, I, I have to like really check in with myself and that sort of management of mind and emotions need to be that much stronger in an area where I'm not that confident. So that was a mouthful, but what is your yeah. take on that? One of the things that I have found helpful during this time of growth and trial and applying ourselves to the result that we're looking for is to find some way to measure where we are and, you know, maybe even have the end goal in mind and then find little ways, incremental ways to to really measure and see where we are now. Because I think often too, we, we think we forget where we came from. And so we think nothing's really happening or nothing has actually changed. And, and so we kind of go into this thought process of, I keep trying the same thing over and over again, and, and I, I'm not getting the result I want. Therefore, there must be something wrong. But truly, if we had found a way right from the beginning, or if we can find a way in the process to look at, well, what what's going right today? What is what is one small thing that I'm noticing? And sometimes it's even in another area of our lives. It's not even directly, it doesn't seem at least directly correlated to what the goal is or the, the end result that we're looking for. But we'll start seeing changes in our life sort of in other areas that, and so if we can really notice them and often, this is where I'm going to tell you all, you need a life coach, right? <laughs> but having somebody walk alongside you or somebody who's watching you and seeing what you're attempting to do, where, where, how you're moving towards that result and notice 
maybe help you notice or for you to really be might seem generous to yourself but if you can get into that mindset where you can really be that person for yourself where you start saying yes but what is what is changing what is getting better what is a change that I'm seeing and find ways to measure that somehow for yourself so that we don't lose sight and that we what our brain is going to want to tell us is see it's not working nothing has changed right so I think that's a big part of where that that doubt comes in or we start to lose hope that we're going to reach that result and we may give up just before we reach a turning point or a pivotal point in that journey. Yeah, but I, I think that is why the coaching and personal development and growth is so important because if we want to get to any result or any goal, most of the time it is stuff that we've never done before. So it is going to bring up a lot of insecurities and doubts and fears. So this is such a great example of where we can actually get to know ourselves better. Because if we can really like reflect on our journey and what we're doing and what comes up for us, maybe thoughts or sentences that we keep repeating to ourselves that is actually not driving us forward. Those are such moments where we can see opportunities for growth. Because I believe if you have a dream, if you have a goal, I believe that it's there for a reason. And it's it's really those limiting beliefs or limiting obstacles, those, those, it's not real obstacles, it's all those things we place in our path that can really be overcome so easily just by a mindset shift, just by thinking about it differently. So I think what I want to say here is that that this journey of this lag between action and, and getting results is really that process where we can get to know ourselves better, we can understand ourselves better, we can see what our doubts and our fears are, and we can actually use it as opportunities for growth instead of seeing it like, oh, something is wrong or I'm not doing it right. So I agree with what you're saying. That's important. We need mm. to focus on the stuff that's that's working because it's so easy to focus on the stuff that's not working. Also, we don't want to be sort of oblivious about the things that is wrong or that we can improve on. But I think it's also important to understand or focus on the stuff that we're doing right so that we see there is improvement, there is progress, and then looking at the stuff that we can change. Right, just kind of creating some... It, I think those thoughts and noticing those things does create hope for us that something is changing and, and it will inspire more action probably if, if we if we can notice those things. Something else I see happen in this these types of scenarios is that when we think and we tell ourselves that nothing's working, we just kind of throw the whole thing out. Instead of looking at and say, as, as I said earlier, just looking for what is working, that's one thing, but also to just change one thing and be very scientific about it. Put it kind of under a magnifying glass, if you would, in, a, in your own thoughts and maybe in some journaling and that sort of thing. And instead of throwing away the whole plan and, and pursuing that particular result in that lag time to instead really look at how 
like, what's the one thing I could change and how will that alter maybe the trajectory that I'm on right now? Will it move it? Because as we move away from the, from the original launch point and, and out further away towards the result, we can see that the trajectory continues to go further, further, further off course, or it comes closer, 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 right into where we really want to land on that, on that result or that bullseye that we're shooting for. And so if we take out two or three things of the formula or toss the whole thing and just decide to go after a different result, we never really know what was it that might've made the difference instead of just kind of taking one Mm -hmm. thing at a time and making some of those adjustments rather than just trashing the whole thing. Why have you seen people give up so quickly? What is like, what's happening in their minds? What is their thought process when they don't see the results? They've started something, they've maybe given it a bit of time, whatever that time is. For some people, a month is long. They've given it time and then they don't see results. Why do you think they give up so quickly? I think usually it has to do with just a lack of belief in themselves or a lack of belief that they can create a result that they're looking for. They perhaps feel ashamed when they don't reach it right away. A lot of times people, like you said, feel like if they don't hit it the first time and in exactly the prescribed amount of time, maybe even quicker than how maybe other people would experience (laughs) results, um, they decide that, that they're just not... It's, it's almost like it's either it's not a worthy goal or their desire of it is unworthy. Like they shouldn't even really want that. They should have limited their desire for that result to something more, quote, realistic or more in line with, with who they are as a person. And so I think they, they make themselves small in a way instead of really dreaming and allowing themselves to desire a certain result we'll almost tell ourselves that it wasn't probably right that we should that we should desire that or that we shouldn't have believed in and thought of ourselves quite so highly so we will shame ourselves and and it, it just has to do with I think often as even as small children we've put our dreams and our goals and our hopes aside and just kind of tried sometimes you're that kid in the family or you're that person in the group that says oh never mind about what I want let's do what you want and and that's beautiful but not when it negates a true calling in your life if you're so used to saying well never mind about about what I want let's just always do what the other person's doing I see this happen in marriages a lot where one or the other person will completely squash maybe a desire they have in their lives for what they'd like to achieve and instead kind of come up behind the other person with the hopes of supporting and really helping that person go towards their goals and dreams and and again I think that's a beautiful thing to do but I think there's room for and maybe a need to to be willing to to let yourself have that desire and really not be ashamed of it and be willing to explore what's it going to take to get there not in a selfish way but more in a way of maybe fulfilling a purpose or a desire um, that's been given to you 
Yeah. I, yes. What you're saying makes me think of when you think or you tell yourself, oh, this is maybe not the right time for this. Let me just put this goal aside and sometime in the future and give yourself maybe a timeline or sometime in the future that I'll pursue this goal when that happens. But I think also one that I think why people give up so quickly is because they look at others and they see they make it look so easy. And when I'm doing it, it is so hard. And we also compare our, our journey to other people. And I, I know intellectually, we all understand that we can't compare, but it is so easy to get distracted by what other people are doing, how their videos look, what they're saying, and where they are on their journey and forget where we started and where I am right now. And I think that is something that makes people give up so quickly. And I think that is so unnecessary because if we don't go through this growth process, if we don't go through all the steps, we're not eventually going to get to step 100 or that place where we want to get to. So I think that's very dangerous comparing. And I think it's also so enticing for us to rather grab that instant reward than work towards that long-term gratification. It's sometimes a goal seems so far out into the future that instantly, what is it? Rewarding myself with what is what feels good to me right now <laughs> seems a bit more enticing, I think, than working for that long-term goal. And then we don't necessarily say out loud that I'm quitting, but it's like silently quitting and that, that mm -hmm. goal or that commitment is like waning and eventually it just dies. I was just thinking about how interesting it is too that often others, because we haven't said out loud and we're a little bit shy or afraid to say out loud what the goal or the dream or the result is that we're looking for, that often those people in our lives that we've helped along the way or that we love to be in community with and maybe a family member or whatever, if they knew the goal, they would love to come in behind us and really be that support network and that cheering team for us, but we don't say it out loud. And so, and we keep pushing it aside. And I think, oh, if people, people would think, oh, if only I'd have known, I would have loved to have been a part of, because I love being the supporting role just as much, well, maybe more, because sometimes I have, I have hidden behind others and, and their goals too. But there is so much joy that comes with being not from the place of wanting to hide, but wanting to be a part of that network and that, you know, uplifting support that if somebody else had known in your life that they could have come along and been that for you, they would have loved to have done that. And you might have, you know, realized your results more quickly or had more, a better experience, maybe more joy along the way. There would have been that that excitement that they get to be a part of that journey and then we kind of rob them a little bit of that experience too because I think they enjoy you getting your result just as much almost as you do mm -hmm. and so it, it's it's so important to sh to share it to say it out loud what we're really desiring and and that I think is hard for us to do sometimes and, and that support also comes down to, I think when we are on this journey where we're working towards something, I mean, it's inevitable for us to get a little bit unmotivated or uninspired or doubt ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. And although obviously I want to do the work and make sure that I still keep taking action, I still progress on those days where I don't feel motivated or I don't feel inspired to just keep going and keep progressing because that's really part of the process. We can't just wait until we are magically inspired or motivated. We, as maybe entrepreneurs or business owners or career people, we sort of have to have that accountability ourselves to make sure that we keep moving forward. But it's also nice to share that with other people and let others then support you in Mm. that, that time where you have those bad days. And I think that is part of that support network and bringing other people in and making it part of the journey. I think that that can help quite a bit. Mm -hmm. What are some helpful ways that we can uh, think about or that we can focus on during this journey to our results? So what, what can we like do practically on let's say a day-to-day basis when we are working towards something that maybe is maybe six months from today or a year or even long-term, what can keep us motivated? What's that mindset or that way of thinking that we can adopt to make sure that we sort of stay on track? One thing I think that is probably the most useful something that I can do for myself is to write things down and put on paper what it is I'm thinking and experiencing at that time and really looking at still writing down where am I now and what is the goal and sometimes even drawing yourself a timeline and or a sliding scale and kind of put yourself on that where you think you might be now and and really check in with yourself to sort of see how am I feeling about this and how how do I what do I believe about the goal and the result that I'm wanting? What are some thoughts underlying? Am I truly believing that I can reach this goal? Am I doubting myself? And just being honest, I think sometimes we're afraid that if we're honest with ourselves about what we're thinking and how we're we're feeling, that we will quit or that we are more likely to give up. But I think the opposite is actually true. If we can see what we're thinking and recognize how we're feeling and then come along almost as a friend to ourselves and and say, now, if if this was my friend and they were really struggling with something and they had a result in mind, how would I encourage her or him? How would I help them keep that result in front of them and see that it really does matter for them to get there. And, and so I think that's, for, for myself, that's really where I would start. And I think it's something that I would practice. It's something I do practice really daily is to, to just be that friend really to myself. We're, we're often very critical instead of kind of an observant friend to our thoughts and to our feelings. So I think that's where I would start and what I would concentrate more on moving forward. About you, I loved what you touched on there about believing, and I think, as you rightly said, I think sometimes when we admit to ourselves that I don't completely believe in the goal, there's something wrong, or we shouldn't, that we keep on like pushing away the fact that I don't completely believe in this goal, and and almost like making it bigger or amplifying those thoughts that isn't really something that I truly believe, and I found in my own life that 
if I recognize and I acknowledge the fact that, okay, I don't believe 100% in this goal that I've set for myself, but on a daily basis, just tell myself that I believe it 1% more than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is something more believable. And that drives me to actually take action. Whereas I keep telling myself, no, I believe in the goal. I believe in my goal, but I keep procrastinating. Then that is something that really is, is, is working against me instead of me being honest with myself, believing 1% more than yesterday. And that actually makes me progress forward because Mm. if I believed 1% more than yesterday, what would I do today? Instead Mm. of, I believe completely in my goal. Um, and it's so overwhelming for me that I actually don't get to any action. So that's a quite mm. an important point. Something that helps me quite a bit is, and that I've done is, is to start this chain. And there's a lot of people talking about it, that I want to start the chain of a habit and I don't want to break that chain. And I mean, mm. just visually seeing this chain on your calendar where you've marked it with an X over time just really just like inspires you to go do that thing today. I don't want to break the chain. And that has been something that is so helpful for me. So instead of focusing all my energy and time on that end goal, making the goal that task on that day. Mm. And that's been super, super helpful. Yeah. And I think, like you said, with that idea of that, if do I believe in it? Just that 1% more today and if I don't, like, if I'm not, if I can't truly say that, right. And that I actually feel that because if your brain is so amazing, right. And you can't lie to yourself for very long. But if, if you really didn't believe that you were that 1% further and you thought, oh, maybe I don't even believe it quite as much as I did yesterday. If you would be honest with yourself about that and really ask yourself, why not? Like what has happened between you know this in this last 24 hours that has caused me to doubt what are the thoughts coming up and again being kind to yourself I think there's such a driving mindset where we just drive and push and drive and push that we 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 can do a certain amount of things with willpower for a certain amount of time but eventually we just will know that we're not being honest with ourselves and so I think if it's not moving the way we we really want it to, if not, why not? What am I thinking about that's causing this for me? So that we can get back to that 1% again and see ourselves moving forward. But isn't it interesting too, how sometimes a step back gives us a, a different perspective for a moment, especially if we've been that one step forward, you take that one step back, but then we kind of all of a sudden something opens up for us in our minds where we see things just a little bit differently. And then we take that next one step forward at just a slightly different angle or because now we see something so much more clearly than we did the day before when we were even closer to the goal. So I I think it's just so interesting. It's often too early to really judge where we are on, on the path. And so I do think that idea too of being willing to accept that maybe my idea of how long it was supposed to take was nowhere near how long I should have been thinking it's going to take. And and am I willing to keep doing this and to reach that result, even if it takes longer than I thought it would? Um, I think that's often something that is surprising to me, how long things can take sometimes. 
Yeah, I think it's helpful to think of it as I'm going to take as long as it takes me to get there instead mm -hmm. of, oh, I've got a timeline. I need to get there. I mean, for some people, that is a great motivator to have a timeline. Mm -hmm. But for some, and especially times when it's hard, knowing that there's no timeline that I'm going to get there when I get there, mm -hmm. that is sometimes for me helpful in those times where I really I maybe have bad days. And I think talking about bad days, I think building habits to support my goal is quite helpful um, on that day-to-day -day, like practical level because it just supports my habit and it, it the habit supports the goal. So if I want to lose the weight or I want to write content or whatever the thing is, try and make it as sort of easy as possible for me to to do that. So if I want to lose weight join a gym or join a class. Or if I want to uh, eat healthier, instead of buying sweets, buy the, buy the fruit or whatever it is. So that habits really creates that sort of sequence of things happening in your life. And it, it sort of takes the thinking out of it. It takes away the negotiation about, oh, should I go to gym or not? It's like, I, I bought the membership. It's on my calendar for 5 a.m. Let me just go. And... Of course, it's going to be a bit harder in the beginning because it's not a habit yet. But then over time, that becomes automatic. And we can almost like delegate that role to not be thinking about it all the time, just to it, it's something in my day that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Often we have a goal or an outcome in mind and we become anxious or, or frustrated when we um, don't see the results right away. But what if I was prepared to just let it take longer than I thought it was going to? What if I decided that even if it took the next three years, the next 10 years, that I would still be willing to go ahead and pursue that result in my life? What then? What sorts of things might we accomplish if we had that sort of mindset that as long as I'm moving towards my goal and, uh, and I'm willing to go through the parts that feel uncomfortable and still cheer myself on, what sorts of results might we pursue? We want to just thank you all for joining us this week, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Goodbye, everyone. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.